What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, Uptown Jordan Brown, Dane Allen, Big Buckets Brown. I think I left out some other names. But at any rate, um, let's go. And like I started every show off, how are you? I'm glad to hear it. Man, it's been a pretty exciting week. We got the NBA Finals kicking off last week and all that good stuff. I don't really know um, exactly what to expect here, but just want some good basketball, man. But, yeah, uh, other than that, also want to send some shout-outs to everyone I know in the Dayton area, Dayton, Ohio. I know um, there's a lot of stuff going on. They had a tornado out there. It was pretty rough. And I saw some old friends and old teammates who were affected by it and some that are supporting and helping, um, you know, with the uh, cleanup and disaster recovery stuff out there. So shout-out to y'all and sending love and prayers out to y'all too, man. And I want to thank everybody for checking out last week's episode. Um, Demetrius is a young dude that I saw grow up. And, you know, he was really close to my little sister and their little group of friends. And actually, as we're putting this all together right now, a few of the people who she grew up with will be... Subjects of the show, you know, I will be interviewing them and I will be getting to know them again, you know, after just having so much time um, away from people and coming back into the whole mix of things here in Chicago. You know, everybody's living their life. Everybody's doing different things. Everybody's being creative. Everybody's inspiring. Everybody is just doing some big things. So you just kind of um, you kind of really just sit back and and and. You know, you appreciate the people you have around you. You appreciate the people who want to sit down on a podcast with you and discuss certain things. It's really dope, though. Like, you can't you can't ask so much more. And Demetrius is one of those people. He's a good guy, and he's a talented individual, you know, with uh, everything from writing, singing, and, you know, just performing on stage and everything that he does. It's really... You got to appreciate people taking time out of their busy schedule to, you know, sit back and say, hey, look, I would love to sit down and talk to you, dog. <laughs> like, you know, because they could say that. I say that every time I interview somebody. You could have said no. So, I don't know, man. I just wanted to thank him for coming on the show. Um, send him my best wishes with his new projects coming out and everything that he's working on while he's putting everything together, while he's building you know, when you're building something, you kind of, you you have an idea of that. And this is something that I got from an episode that I did earlier with Arthur Ray. You know, you have an idea, you're building something, you know you want it to be a certain way, you know you want it to be something, you know, you have that idea and you fall in love with it. It may not be exactly what you wanted it to be. And you got to you gotta just keep going, you know, when, when things get rough and everything like that. Uh, you really just, you don't really know what the finished product will be but you can work your damnedest to make sure it is what you want it to be if that makes sense so don't fall in love with the idea because you're gonna be really pissed off if it don't turn out the way you want it to be (laughs) so um 
I just and, and Demetrius says says some of the same things like that. You know, when you're putting something together, make sure you got exactly what you want it to be when you're done with it. You know, don't put it out too early. Don't share share it too much uh, before it's finished. Because when you get critiqued or when people say, oh, well, I felt this way about that, I felt, you know, it might not even be the finished product. It may not be the finished product. And that's when you go really be upset. <laughs> it's like, damn, it's not even where I want it to be, you know. I don't know. I'm just going on a tangent just talking, I guess. And in this intro, I wanted to thank him for being on the show. He got me thinking about just putting together different things for myself, even with the podcast, different ways to do different things with the show, um, do different things on my sets for comedy and everything like that. You know, it's really just um, it's dope, man. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show, bro. And um Maybe when you release that new project, I'll get you back on. We could talk about some things. But, again, thank you for checking out last week's show. Subscribe and review. Tell a friend about the show. Rate the show so that I can uh, get some more uh, pub on uh, iTunes or podcast app. I don't know, man. Just let me know. Again, moving into this week, Mr. Fiji Lou. The legend, the man, the myth, the legend is um, another one of those uh, young people. I'm saying young people like I'm old and and I'm not, but I'm getting there. Um, It's in fashion and parties and all like he is doing his thing, man. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Mr. Fiji Lou is um, also from Chicago. And you can find him on Instagram at Fiji, F-I-J-I underscore L-O-U on IG. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The man does a lot of different things. And it's to the point now where and we even talk about it in an interview and saying, like, you know, I remember when um, when I was younger and I was seeing you posting stuff on social media and everything and on your parties and crazy times and crazy nights and stuff like that. Now, I'm, I'm he on the same thing. You know, that, that's the funny thing is, like, that's why I feel. It's like I used to be out there partying and stuff. You know, I used to be, you know, trying to turn up all the time. <laughs> and to, to have somebody even point that out, that's dope, bro. Like that's the funny part about it. It's like you get people. It's like, oh man, you know, you know, you watching us now, you supporting us and everything, and you you never know who's really paying attention to you, man. So you gotta like appreciate that. Um, the main thing though is we got to sit down and talk a little bit. Uh, came to the crib. Actually moved around a little bit on this one. I usually am uh, downtown when I do these interviews, and uh, this time I was like, "Man, you know, you live not too not too far from the crib when you come back home." So, you know, he came in town for the weekend. Um, he was partying, having a good time. Like, man, you know, you got to sit down. We got to talk about this, bro. And I was just happy to have him on the show and just get to shoot the shit a little bit and just talk about not just putting together the creativity. Not not putting together just the creative aspect of things, but what you go through when you're doing that. Um, there's a lot of discussions about like like a lot a lot about just life, period, and, and what you're going through. Um, it kind of um, made me realize, you know, like everybody's doing something that they want to do. You know, everybody's doing something creative. Everybody's working on something and trying to put something together. And they're living a regular life too. 
and we have to deal with all those issues um and that might go from changing locations you know where you live at where where, where you where you're working and, and all that stuff like that you kind of really just you realize everybody's got the same struggles man everybody's going through something while they're trying to live their dream and put everything together so this one got kind of deep a little bit. We was talking about some real personal stuff and things that I think he even mentioned. You know, I haven't really even spoken to people about this stuff before. And I felt I felt great getting an exclusive, as he puts it, um, to talk about these different things. Uh, but the main thing is um, I just uh, appreciate you, bro. Uh, congrats on your clothing line release. Um, selling out of that uh, line that you you mentioned here, and just um, the big things that you're doing down there in Dallas, bro. Um, congrats again, and uh, let's start the show. And it's like I, again, like I said, it's um, it's about it's about you know actually taking that leap of faith and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. It took me it took me to leave Chicago to you know say fuck it. I'm gonna take three hundred dollars and I'm gonna move to Dallas. Uh, why I don't know, but I need a change. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> City with shit. I just needed to get the fuck up out of Chicago because, like, I love my city, but my city wasn't loving me, bro. Like, like people, people fucked with me, and like, you know, they liked my energy, and they like, what's the name? Because you know, I was doing a little parties here and there with um, my homie Rase. I don't know if you remember Rase, but. Um, it was just me and him, and it was just us, bro. And I was paying, like, bro, I was legit paying my car insurance with that shit. That's all I could pay. And um, just starting out, just though. yeah, just I was like, oh, just starting out. And I was just like, fuck it. At a point in time, I just said, fuck my car insurance. I was riding dirty. <laughs> Would not recommend that. Yeah, but... no, don't recommend. It, <laughs> but still. Anyway, sitting with. Fiji Lou. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if you want his government out there. I do not. People, <laughs> people don't know me. Like, people in Chicago know me by my government, but people everywhere else don't know me as Fiji Lou, so we don't keep it as that. Real. Like, for real. Anytime I like, make a post on um, Instagram or anything and they got my real name in it, I'll cover it up and say <laughs> my real name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I might take that sound by use it because I do say your name on the <laughs> <laughs> my real name so <laughs> I like that yeah you definitely gotta I'm gonna use have that. to try to figure that out oh, but, definitely um, no, I just wanted to have you on the show man so like I said this little this little group man y'all like uh, just I watched y'all grow up bro and I feel like one of the main things for me is just giving back and like 
not so much putting people on, but like when you be in a position where it seems like people look like looking yeah. at you and see what you're doing, you can you can turn around and be like, no, but you this shit. What's you ever seen the meme when it's like, no, I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying no, to get exactly, like you, bro. Because you know it's crazy. Back when um me and Jalisa was like super young, I used to be like she used she used to show me your like um your um. Your um your Facebook page and everything. And I used to be like, yo, your brother is so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> you be like be in the locker room or you just be doing something. I'd be like, God damn, I wanna hang out with your brother. And um And now it's the other way around. Right? I just be like, damn, this is so fucking cool. Like, but still, still like, look, we're here, we're kicking it. You drinking beer, I'm drinking juice like I'm fine. But um uh, <laughs> cool. had no, had no Yes, reason. I don't drink I don't drink beer. I don't, I can do the hard stuff. That's true, That's true. But no, you were saying first we started this off, I was already recording, so the way this works is bro, I start get the conversation going. Okay. Um I'm gonna edit it, send it over to you. So like, this part probably would not be in there. Okay, <laughs> but, bad, bad, bad. And then you say, hey, man, I want this, I want this, and then I want that. And, you know, we go from there. But um I want to have you on bro. I know you're doing your designing, I know you're doing your parties and the the IG page looks live. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, I gotta sit down with this this dude because <laughs> I know he's a shorty. And it's like to see the growth to mm. see the maturation, even though it looks like the man is part of the, the motherfuckers, the motherfuckers grow up, bro, and you, like <laughs> you realize, like, damn, I knew this I nigga knew was like 14, I, 15 years old. Exactly, I remember when this nigga could not get in the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this nigga was <laughs> still, bro. We, bro, you knew me through like. Three generations of different clothes styles. Like, that's the whole crazy part. But everybody has that, though. Yeah, bro. But, like, so, start with that, bro. To go from where you were, and, like you say, three generations of style and clothes or whatever, the change. Did you make your own shit now? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, the whole whole purpose of me getting into, like, uh, making clothes and stuff like that is because I, I'm a big nigga. If y'all don't know, I'm a huge nigga. And it was to a point where I used to love all these brands, but they didn't make clothes in my size. So mm-hmm. one day, and I think this was sophomore year, and I'll never forget this because my cousin had just came in with a pair of Bape shoes. And I was just like, fuck. Bape didn't go to a size 13. They only went to a size 12 mm-hmm. at the time. And um, I was just like, fuck, bro. You know what? Man, fuck these brands. I'm going to make my own clothes. I still didn't make my clothes until a while. Because <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the, the, I just didn't have the information that I have now to, like, even, you know, figure out what the fuck I was doing uh, or how to make the clothes. But I just, I knew, I t- kept telling myself, I'm going to make clothes. So I just, what I did is I got, like, a, um, a sketch pad and I just draw these like little designs or little logos. I went through like hella names. At first I wanted it to be called Geek. <laughs> I remember that shit. And then I found out it was a clothing line called oh, Fashion right, Geek. Yeah. And I was like, fuck <laughs> That was a uh, that was a heartbreaker. And then um at a point in time I wanted it to be called Millennium because um the I don't part, know. Yeah. yeah the part I was like, oh, but I had to spell some cool fucked way or some shit. And then, um, I don't know, it took a long-ass time because I went through a lot of names. I went through Sin. Uh, shit, you, you opened in some memories. What else? A lot of shit, a lot of names until one day something hit me. I was just like, 
Ill Naughty. Mm. And that shit just like rolled off my tongue. I was like, Ill Naughty. And what Ill Naughty stands for, it was like, um, it was like Illinois and um, the word naughty. It's a, it was the play on those two words, and I put them together. I was like, Ill Naughty. I was like, fuck yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think the the cool thing though is that you mentioned that Chicago is like a, a huge part. You're on the way over here, we talking and shit, and like just making that move and coming up with different ideas. A lot of the stuff that I talk to a lot of people about are influences and everything like that. And it's like you got so much going on with like your aesthetic is just. Well, I like from everywhere though. Like not just meeting you, talking to you, you know. Just having a conversation and then seeing your pages and, and like even to the wallet. I don't know what is it. Like, <laughs> uh, that's kingdom. That's kingdom hearts, man. Like honestly, when it comes to my aesthetics, I just stay true to me. Like for the longest, and um, I wasn't living my life for me. Like I was mm. working a job. It was a good ass job. I used to work for the school district um, in Dallas as a cafeteria manager. A real stable job. I was making bank, but like. For a person in my position and at my age, I was making way more, way more money than I was supposed to be making at that age. And um, I was just like, I'm not happy. And I stayed at that job for two years just because my parents begged and asked me to stay there. And I was just like, I wasn't fucking happy. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this no more. I quit. I just quit. Yeah, after two years, I quit. They was calling me and it was like, where you at? Never answered. And um, I, that's that's the day I started living for myself. Well, I thought I was, but I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. The real day I started living for myself is when I colored my hair. Mm-hmm. When I colored my hair, that's when I just felt that rebellious part of me just fully. It was fully open. The floodgate started open, and I was just like, you know, every decision I make, everything that I do, I'm gonna do for me, and um, whatever the consequences that comes with it, I'll deal with them. But, you know, I'm going to be truly happy for myself. Really? You know? And um, that's when I, everything start. That's when, like, you start realizing different things. And that's when you start um, just you're able to, like, cut things out of your life. Like, you know, BS and bullshit that people try to bring to you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, how do this benefit me? What do, uh, how do this benefit me? And how does it benefit you? That's how... That's how I just started process everything mm. after that, you know. But to 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 make the move from Chicago, what was that like, man? Oh, that shit. Because I know you already you already got into that it. Like, shit. That was it was deep for a minute. Oh my god, that shit was trash. Okay, like look, listen. So I was here in Chicago. I was before I left. I was working at Walmart. Um, I believe I was going to school. I was I was going to school. I was working at Walmart. And I was interning at a screen printing company that was associated with this clothing line or boutique here in um, Chicago that I will not mention. But I was doing all that, and I was so, like, I'm just like, bro, like, I've been doing this shit. I've been, like, interning for years with these people. And I was just like, I didn't feel like they was really, like, you know, fucking with me because they wanted to pay me this price that, like, not, I'm like, bro, I cannot be making you hella designs for fucking 50 fucking dollars. Like, are you out your fucking mind and you selling these shirts or whatever for, like, what's the name? And you not giving... And I don't have any creative control. 
Mm. I'm like, are you out your mind? And they were like, they whole thing is like, well, people come in and they get, you get customers through us when they see you making our designs. I'm like, bro, that's not a payoff. <laughs> and so I was just, I had a, I had a mental breakdown and I had lost my job at Walmart and I was just like, fuck it. I got to go. I got to get the fuck up out of here. I had just started a relationship with this, um, this girl Nigga, and I mean, I was like, kind of like in love and love, but I was just like, fuck, I can't even be here. I gotta go. And I dipped. I just took, I had $300 in my pocket and I left. And um, I was staying in a penthouse in Dallas with my homegirl. And um, we thugged it out. It was six of us in that motherfucking penthouse. I legit, I tell you not, like, bro, I kid you not, somebody was sleeping in a closet. <laughs> it was a legit, this nigga had a room in a closet. <laughs> And we thugged it out, bro. It was a, it was a, at first it was like kind of cool because it felt like a whole, felt like I was in college again mm-hmm. um, because I, um, I had dropped out when I had left and I, and I was just, um, you know, in and out her college and it's just like the um, people at her school was fucking with me and everything, but I really didn't really know anybody and I had like three jobs just hustling, trying to make ends meet. And it was rough the first first two years, mm-hmm. and then um, and now we're here. <laughs> not even, bro, because it was still it was still it was still fucking rough. Because after the penthouse, me and her got a place together, and that's when we fell out, and uh, we fell out because because of, um, of some ill decisions on people's behalf, and. Um, I had to find out and I had to go like get my own place and I uh, moved my ex down here the one I was in a relationship with when mm-hmm. I, uh, before I met um, before I moved and um, you know we was together we was trying to do the whole you know relationship thing uh, and we almost had a baby yeah I almost had a baby <laughs> and that shit will change your life. Like, I had you really to, bring I, a life into the world. Bring a life into the world, and I had to like out of nowhere my my life. Like, I felt like I was coming to not like a halt, but it's just like I had to, you know, grow up really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a lot to take in. Unfortunately, we lost the baby. We had a miscarriage, and um, she wanted to move back to Chicago, and I was like, bro, there's no jobs down there, like. I love you, but, like, what are we going to do? Just both be struggling down there. I refuse to go back. So I didn't go back. She went back. That relationship was gone. And then that's when I found out about Tinder. Mm. Tinder's trash. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> Tinder is the worst thing on this fucking earth. I met some crazy hoes on there. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you, 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 like, you think that that's, like... That could be the answer, I guess. Like in a way, like, because you hear everybody talking about that shit. Like even, bro, if you ever, if you have never used Tinder, thank somebody because that's the most trash fucking app ever. And then be like, so basically, who don't ever, who don't know what Tinder is? Tinder is an app. Who doesn't know what Tinder? Exactly, but there's people in some holes in the wall, bro. You, You believe it or not. It's this dating app, and you just swipe right or left, right or left uh, to match with fucking people, you know. And um, you know, you see if you match with these people, and even if you do match with these fucking shit for brain ass people, if you message them like ten times out of ten, you probably won't get a message back. 
and it's bitches on there only for fucking meals and shit. <laughs> so I was doing that shit. I met a few girls. I'll say I'm out of like out of the people I met, all the people I matched with, I met five people. And only slept with three. <laughs> <laughs> only slept with three. Actually four. Because I slept with somebody like down the line. But, bro, trash. <laughs> what trash. does that got to do with where you are now, man? I don't know. He just started giving yeah, it to Because I also feel like, bro, like, it's like, um, I don't even know. Like, you go through that whole process of, like, figuring out where the fuck you are, like, what you want to do. Trust me, yeah. And I was like, lost. I was and, lost, bro. And it's like, the what I talked about on the last episode with Demi is, like, we have as human beings all these emotions and feelings and like the struggle and like some struggles is like you can see a motherfucker like damn that motherfucker always got a job could be dealing with some other shit and like you said like I'm going through this I lost I lost this job I lost that job and you like I, but you kept going you know what I'm saying so like that's one struggle and like one party of like you dealing with so many different things bro and all, that's why I said what does it got to do with this because I'm trying to tie everything you're trying to tie into- everything yeah well that's the, that's the thing I was lost in the sauce bro because I was this is when I was still working out for DSD so I had like I had guap in my pocket and it was just like I didn't have like I have not I wasn't focused I wasn't designing bro mm-hmm. my laptop and, had broke and when you get back like that's what this is this is why it's interesting to me how did you get tired how, did I, get, to get, how back? did I get back how did I get it's how I got back is kind of dark so I was just bullshitting fucking around with girls spending my money on shit I didn't need like I was just buying other people clothes I was buying clothes and shoes now I'm putting no money into my own product and uh, my laptop had broke so I had stopped designing for like almost two years I didn't do a design in almost two yeah yeah it had to be two years and um what got me back was I don't know if you remember Jordan Jordan, uh, my brother, um, it was me, him, it was me and him. He was the guy that actually got me into, you know, the after school program where mm-hmm. I met Jalisa at. And, um, and, um, he had leukemia mm-hmm. and he had got sick. And, um, that's when I was, that's when I got back serious after he, after he was diagnosed. He was, um, and I was like, fuck bro, like what the fuck I've been doing? That shit had me thinking, but, you know, I was just like, you know, just like, my bro gonna be alright, you know, and shit like that. And, um, I got to, I got to spend one more, one more Christmas, it was Christmas break, I got to spend with him. That was the last time, um, I got to see him. And, um, he had got sick, and he didn't tell me. And I'm like, bro, like, why you didn't tell me? Like, you was sick. You was, you know, you was back, you know, bed, um, bedside and shit. He's like, man, I didn't want to bother you and shit. You know, you got a lot of shit going on. Like, and I'm up here thinking, like, bro, I've just been bullshitting. I ain't doing shit. You should have called me. And, um, after that, you know, I came down. I rushed down. I rushed down. To Chicago after I found out, because he wouldn't take the um, he wouldn't take the the oxygen mask off. He he was dependent on the oxygen mask, and uh, 
Bro, Jordan used to be almost as big as me. When I tell you this, this dude was like almost, almost like a, like a buck eighty, and I was just like tall as fuck, bro. Almost a buck eighty, and all this shit just brought me into tears. And uh, you know, I spent the whole weekend with him. I spent the whole weekend with him, and um, I left. And then I was just like, fuck, man. I just need him to get better and shit. I think about two months, I went by and I got that phone call. And uh, that was it. That was my turning point. I was like, fuck, bro. I need to get my shit. I need to get back on my shit. I, I bought my, um, I, sold, I sold a lot of my shit. After Jordan passed, I, I got on my shit. I bought I bought a new computer. I sold a lot of a lot of bullshit to get my computer. And um I never looked back, but I was still unfocused. I was still I was still lost. I knew what I wanted to do, I just didn't have no guidance. <sighs> I had no guidance and I was trying to um I was trying to like figure it out and but I just couldn't. And I got into the, like this stupid ass relationship <laughs> with this older chick. She's basically my sugar mama. Like, for real, bro. She broke me off. Like when we first got together, she broke me off for like two stacks. I was just like, where you do that at? She was she was cool, bro. She used to give me anything I asked for. So I found another distraction, and after I let her go, that's when I dropped my first collection. What was that like? What is the, what's the feeling that you got, bro? When you first drop something, when you drop that first collection, it's it's like it's the most scariest thing. It's like having a child, bro. It's like no, actually, I won't say it's like having a child. It's like taking your child to um, to kindergarten for the first time. That the first time you gotta let your you gotta leave your you gotta let right. You gotta let your child go into the world. That's exactly how I felt. I just like, fuck, bro. What if nobody really fucks with this? You know, what if people... Because, you know, people like... Because I post me designing it. And people be like, bro, I need that. I need to fuck with that, bro. And them be the main niggas that don't buy shit, bro. Like, for real. Like, I remember I, I, like, I was doing that shit. I used to be like little Twitter... I was not Twitter, but um, Snapchat popping mm-hmm. um, before they had changed their shit. And um, I had a good following on there. And... Um, and like all these niggas was hitting me up and I was like, okay, drop, you know, yada yada yada. I was getting hits on my website, but niggas wasn't buying shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, well, you know, I spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of money on this. Oh my god. What are we gonna do now? And that's when I was just like, fuck it, you know. Alright, I'm gonna do my first pop-up. Did my first pop-up, you know, it went decent. Um but my um, second pop up that I did with um, Vibes Texas, that shit was a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a hit. And then my second uh, Vibes Texas, I got to make this like dope ass room. And she was just like, do whatever you want. And I'm like, for real? So I brought all my shit from my crib and made the that space look like my crib. And I set up my clothes. Mm-hmm. And I sold like. A few shirts and I was just like, whoa, that was such a fucking good feeling compared to like um my first pop-up, you know. Still building um still building bridges and um connects. Um 
that is just like it's it's a beautiful thing, and I feel like people fuck with me because I'm genuine mm. and I'm true to myself, and allows them to be true to themselves too. That's what I noticed. Like a lot of people hit me and it was like, yo, man. Um, Bro, just like, I feel like I can be myself when I'm with you. And I'm like, nigga, you should be able to feel like that all the The time. time. Like, the fuck? (laughs) And and I think that's one of the things was like, even with doing this, just being creative and you doing the comedy, like for me doing stand-up, people try to be like, oh, well, you got to act and all that shit. It's like, nah, I want to kind of be me all the time <laughs> so that I don't spend like 30 years pretending to be yeah, a motherfucker. fucking character. <laughs> like, have you seen, um... If that shit works out, you what's know? What's his name? Is his name Vice? Uh, Dice Clay. Dice, Dice, Dice Clay, yeah. Like, but like, I saw him in, I think A Star is Born. It's like, he plays somebody like a dad and like an old man. It's like, but they say he still go to comedy, the comedy cellar and all that shit and do the same act. But people love it, you know? Well, yeah, because people love the character. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sometimes I have to, like, see who's fucking with me or who's just fucking with Fiji Lou. Because, like, some people, like, it's like, I chill with people. When I do uh, um, go out of, like my, like, my inner circle and chill with people, that's when I, I, I tend to find out what type of people... Um, they are because I'm trying to see if they trying to hang out, just hang out and find out who I am, mm-hmm. or are they just trying to be around Fiji Lou and the shit that he does. Well, I mean, with that first collection that you dropped, you know, you were saying you had a good turnout, pop up shop, and everything like I had that. A, yeah, I had a good, bro. I I made so much product, like I, I like I had a I had a goal to not make as much product that I did, but I'm kind of glad I did um, make as much as I did. Um, I made a shit ton of product, and it was just like. I sold a good amount. I made my money back. That was the good part. Mm-hmm. I broke even. But um, the thing is, people what people don't realize, artists still need to pay bills. <laughs> so um, I was in a bind because when I had flipped my car over and I, I wasn't working, I wasn't working, and um, the insurance fucked me. My insurance dropped me, and they were trying to say the accident was my fault. And I was just like, bro, what the fuck? And um, I had to, a lot of the money that I made, I had to put into, like, paying my rent and shit like that. So, it was like, fuck, for the longest, I had to, like, figure out ways to uh, uh, to make ends meet. And I wasn't able to have enough money to put into my second collection, which I'm just now working on. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, I was dealing with that, you know. And with that, that can hinder a creative process. Um, trying to, you know figure out where you're going to stay and figure out what you want to do because I had just ended up getting a shop with my friends. And that's that was the one. That's the one I started, like, I think I might have really started, like, kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like, what the fuck going on. That, I'm a, when I got the shop with, um, with my, um, with my bro, um, Real and Al and, uh, Reno, I put a lot of things in perspective. It's just like me and Real used to have these conversations, and Real is the, um, the English um, English sports words that I'm always posting. Mm-hmm. That's his brand. Um, put a lot of shit in perspective, and um, it was just like, bro, we wasn't even thinking about having a shop, mm-hmm. and we would just have a conversation. We're like, bro, we don't throw these parties, bro. And uh, we don't know how. I'm like, bro, how the fuck are we gonna do this? He's like, I don't fucking know, but if you don't fucking mm-hmm. do this, bro, and I kid you not, not even a month later, not only did we get a shot, 
we threw the biggest fucking party that that fucking little ass shop could fucking <laughs> produce. And my fucking mother and my little sister was there. Fucking epic, bro. <laughs> like, we had this banner. And, I mean, so many bad bitches. And we was jam-packed. Like, it was packed in that hole. And we was just turning the fuck up. And, like, shit was lit. And it just became, we became store owners. And I was mm-hmm. just like, bro, I'm, I'm 27 and I'm a store owner. I'm like, bro... Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Shit happens, Shit man. Shit happens. And it was like, and that came, you know, that came with this, like, with, um, with some shit, too, because now I got two rents to pay now. Mm. I got two rents to pay and shit like that. And, like, a lot of people don't fucking know this. Like, I went fucking, um, I went homeless for that shit, bro. I made sure, like, I paid, I paid, made sure I, that store was paid first before I even like went home because I was just like, bro, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. And like a lot of people like I made a post like fucking um um Wolf Game on my day um my fault. Wolf Game Mozart is Fiji Lou. People don't know Mozart was damn near poor when he fucking like when he died. Like the one of like the greatest composers ever like niggas like written down in the history books but that nigga was poor when he died like piss poor and then he died for his fucking passion bro and like he didn't care about like what's the name and like a lot of people like say like see this shit is for money it's, it's not for money it's like this is the shit I love and like but I need money to produce what I love and um that's the exclusive. Nobody know that. <laughs> you just got an exclusive from No, nah, I mean, the, 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 the main thing is for you to be able to feel comfortable and open up about just not only, I don't, I like, I, I like when people be like, the struggle is real. <laughs> no, cause... because they only see one part and it's like, no, my business and I'm, I'm sharing that because you are a friend of mine and, um, um, and you, uh, you, uh, I don't feel comfortable here, but I want people to realize like this shit, all glitter is not gold, bro. It's like all this good shit that's going for me. I still have my own struggles. Yeah, it's yeah. A, and it's and it's it's a part of the creative process too. And then you can kind of draw from it in a way, like yeah, exactly. It's it's funny though. Because I'm so used to talking to comics. Because like, in a way, everybody's like, oh, man, you, you always seem like you even kill everything. You know, sometimes you are, but, like, when comics, we, we talk about our problems, we, like, make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't got no secret after that. Well, nigga, I was homeless. Because that's not funny. But. That's not funny, bro, but I'm just thankful that I have some real friends. Like, mm-hmm. look, I have my homegirl, Romy, my homegirl, Rachel, and real helped me out a lot. Real took my dog in. Uh, Romy, uh, Romy took my dog in too. Um, and I was staying at my homegirl's racer house while my dog was staying at Romy's house at first. And then her brother had came over, like I uh, was moving in, so I had to drop my dog off at Real's house. And for um, a month and a half um, after I got my new place, before I got my new place, you know, I was just like couch surfing in between there and um, it was just like fuck bro you know I'm willing to do whatever it takes when it comes to like 
my passion. Mm. I don't feel like people have that type of devotion. I don't know. I mean, dude, you gotta... I think one comment told me once, like, you gotta sometimes... You gotta lie to yourself to make some <laughs> shit, like... like it, it doesn't seem like it's a lie at that time because you be in it, bro, like... Yeah. Like, even sometimes just being here, just like, oh, so I should just say fuck this and just be a regular person. And yeah, just, like, the other day, <laughs> the other day I cut the grass, bro. I lie you not. I'm sitting here. Cut the grass. This is exclusive. Why I tell nobody this shit. <laughs> I cut the grass. I came in here. I was standing right there with no shirt on, my house, my house shoes, and my jeans. She, <laughs> she said, you just look like an old-ass man right now. <laughs> Like you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's like, uh, at that point you get there when you're dealing with your shit. Uh-huh. You're like, man, I should just be like, fuck this and just be regular. And don't worry, like, no, don't do a show, don't, don't do a podcast, don't do, you know. Yeah. But it's like that. It gives you an outlet, and like you said, I don't really. I'm, I'm not saying like people have to like. They don't have that, that devotion and everything. But for me, it was just like, you be tunnel vision, bro. Like, just, I got to get this done. I got to come up with this new bit. Like you said, I, I got the store. I got to make that shit happen. Yeah. I got to make that shit happen. I got to make that like, shit it's not, this is, this is not an option, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's but not it's not option. the right. I'm already here, you know? Yeah. And like you said, you're 27. You probably didn't even think, like, you would get to that point. It's like, now that this happened, this shit is here to stay. Right, you know? exactly. And um, I just with with you saying that, I, I like I used to think like that shit too. Like, would I be just happier if I was just like a regular ass <laughs> nigga? Like, like fuck, I you know be in the crib playing a fucking uh, video game, not worrying about worrying about shit, not mm-hmm. you know not doing this, doing that. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, I, like, it'd be conversations. I remember we was driving on, like, you know, 103rd over there in Western. Mm-hmm. And you started to um, see X, X, St. Xavier's and shit. Like, right. them, them nice little looking homes. And my, I'll never forget this. When Jordan was just like, bro, would you be happy living there? And I was like, what you mean? He's like, would you just, would you be happy just living in a home like that? And just like, like, I mean, and I was just looking at him like, I'm like, bro, I didn't get what he meant. And like, now I know what he meant. Mm-hmm. He meant like just like I, I can't be a regular person. I can't be a consumer. I wasn't. I wasn't born to be a consumer. I was born to be a designer. I was born to be a creator. Like no matter what it is, that's me. That's if that means me doing something in um, the playhouse, um, setting some shit up, setting up these uh, photo shoots in the playhouse, or me creating some clothes, or me having setting up a party. I was born to do this. Mm. This is what I was born to do. I was born to um, bring people together, and I was born to like make people smile. That's yeah. I know it. Like yeah. I feel it. And and that's the thing too. Just talking to people and they ask you like, what what makes you want to do comedy? What made you want to do this shit? It's like people tell you about it, and like man, you should do this. You finally this, you know. But like I think for me, it was just like taking that leap of faith. Is like when, get out there and do when it. When Jaleesa first told me. I was so hurt when I found out you did your. I saw it before I hurt before so anybody told me. I saw it on your page, and I was just like, I was just kind of hurt that I wasn't there, cause I knew I was just like, yes, I was like, yes, I was like, I could see you doing it. I, I like I without anybody that, telling me you did comedy, I could already see it because that shit is you. 
you always been funny to me. But, but the whole thing, bro, is like you said, and people ask you like, oh, is you just you just trying to make money and do this? It's like, bro, in a way, I've been a part of entertainment damn near my entire life. You know how like when you put it in that perspective, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, you can't be embarrassed because you got your ass kicked a lot in college. So it's exactly. like, motherfucker, see your ESPN, like I know them, but they lose, they get their ass whipped right now. <laughs> but like, like you said, it's like. I really enjoy being on stage and hearing people laugh. Yeah. I really enjoy me going through my shit and then being able to go on stage and then put my creativity out there and having people dealing with their shit come it, and be it, like... It helps them. I remember, it gives them a break it gives from them a the break. shit. And you know what's crazy? I was sitting there um, probably, um, you know, just um, at the end of the, end of the night of fucking partying and wilding with my friends. People usually come over to my house and, you know, we'll sit at my crib, drink some more, you know, chill some more, usually uh, smoke and just, you know, uh, go throughout the night. And I asked them out of nowhere, I was just like, how you feel when you walk in here? And he was just like, mm. he was just telling me, like, it was like the weight of the world just falls off when you walk in, when you walk in this place. It's the energy. Just, just that's the type of it's energy. It's the energy, and that's what I really wanted to build. I wanted to build a safe haven for people to come in and just let that shit go because I know how that shit feels. Mm-hmm. I know how it goes, and and it's just like, bro, people need a place like that, and because I be knowing I need a place like that. Real. Yeah. But I feel you on that. So that's bro. what Lou's Playhouse is, bro. <laughs> okay. It's my it's my it's my safe haven. And if you get fucking invited, feel lucky. Okay. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> Cause I do not fuck with a lot of niggas. A lot of niggas that's been in my crib only been in there because of my friends. Like mm. none of y'all niggas was invited. <laughs> just just know that. None of y'all niggas was invited. Y'all got invited because of somebody that knows you. You so, can't see what I'm doing, but I'm like giving the look. <laughs> <laughs> influences, man. I feel like you got a lot of influences from was it anime, Gosh. the eight bit uh, animations. Definitely, yeah. I love fucking anime. Anime rules my world. <laughs> I, and you know what's crazy? I'm a Pisces, so we're already in a. I'm already living in a dream every day. But like um, anime, hentai. <laughs> Porn. I'm um. I'm be real with you. I seen my first porn when I was five. So it stuck. It stuck. <laughs> I'm be real with you. It just stuck, and I it was stuck. just like, I was like, yep, this is my lifestyle. <laughs> I think the main thing, bro, is that to see some of your work, bro, is artistic. Like it's not just. I don't know. Have you ever been to Evil Olive? I'm pretty sure you've probably been there before. I think I heard of that. Oh, oh damn! I forget. I'm old. <laughs> They used to have this shit called porn and chicken, bro. Oh, before I moved, before I moved, before I moved, I been to one porn and chicken right before I moved, and it was with my, I believe it was with my homie Nate, and he just called me today too, and I gotta call him back because he's trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing today. Mm. Um, I been to one porn and chicken over on the north side. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember how was it. It changes your. Like perspective on that whole thing because it it's like I can actually come here, have a good time, kick it, dance, drink. It's normal. It's like it made that shit normal. It normalized it normalized the the stigma of something that's usually 
you know, have a stigma of like, bro, this is not appropriate. Right. And um, yes, that's that's my whole aesthetics, bro. Like, I remember, bro. I remember I shared one of my weirdest fucking fetishes with my group of friends at the in the back of the store, and like, like two or three years ago, I would never tell nobody that shit. And I was just like, did I just fucking say this shit out loud? <laughs> but I'm trying to break that fucking stigma of like, fuck, I should not be ashamed of like the shit that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not repeating my fetish on here, but... <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to. <laughs> but still, Wait, like you had the story, like the podcast is my story, like I'm, I'm moving it <laughs> Like I said, I wanted to know the influences because you got so many different things. Like, in, in a way, I think I just looked at our um, Instagram conversation in yeah. the DM, and I was like, um, it said the, the one thing I saw, I think I, you posted something, and I put hashtag nostalgia. What was that? And I don't I know. Guess, I didn't know what the picture because the picture like the it, picture is gone. But yeah. I can I can definitely I can definitely look at it and see what it was. Let me let me go back and look at it. See what that was. It probably like right now. I'm uh, working on this Pokemon collection, and um, I just called the printing company to see how long it's gonna take. Cause I got it. I got it. I didn't think I was gonna get that many orders. Mm-hmm. I got a shit ton of orders. Because people like like I think they feel a certain way about in a good way. Like you know, just seeing shit that they delved into. Maybe like you said, as a kid, you know. You you were watching Pokemon or whatever. Uh, talk about the stars on the face. So my um so my my fault to cut you off. Um, st- oh when, yeah, when where I, did that come when from? I, <laughs> the stars on my face. So it's this artist that's actually from Chicago. His name is Toby Lou, and um he's a um he's a he's a um he's a singer. I don't know if I'm, I don't want to just put him in one box, but um he's an artist here, and um it was this one video called um True. And it's like this one scene when like this girl slapped his face and a whole bunch of stars just comes on his mm. face. And I was just like, bro, I like that shit. When, but when I saw it, I was thinking like this dude just took something like I'm thinking about cartoons and shit. Like you said, when they get hit in the head, like all the stars yeah. show up. Or if you I don't know if you remember as a shorty having stickers. Stickers? Like, no, yeah, that's what my that's what my mentor said. Like, um uh, Just stickers, period. Like yeah, I'm an yeah. adult. I don't have stickers, right? <laughs> One thing that really, like, sticks with me when you when I saw that too, when you had the stickers and everything, bro. I remember we were just short. We had just moved into our crib. Uh-huh. My OG had just bought that. My mom just bought this crib, and the door had stickers all over it, bro. Yeah. And it was in a black neighborhood, dog. I never seen no shit like, like that. Bro. <laughs> I had to be like maybe eight or nine. I'm like. The shit was blowing your mind. Bro, I, like, I don't know why it was, like, I, like, I still remember that shit from being a shorty, bro. Like, I just moved the door, I closed the door, and I looked, I was like, oh, shit. Shit like that, it sticks with you, and, like, I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm an adult, I am grown, oh, yada, yada, yada. Bro, people don't grow up, people just get more responsibilities. That's true. It's like, I'm still, like, I'm a, I'm a wiser asshole that I was just a year ago. That's it. That's all I am. I'm a wiser asshole than I was from last year. Like, everything that I liked before, I still like. I might have I might have outgrown you, it. Right, something. or you, you, you just, 
not so much distance yourself, it's just not as relevant to you anymore. Exactly. But like, the fact that I even remember the sticker shit is just like, wow. That's, that's the whole thing. I keep the shit that, I don't know, part of me, part of me like to say that I'm never going to grow up or anything. I don't feel like this Peter Pan complex. But like, um, I don't know. Um, I feel like I just do things I and mean, I make things that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I try to, you know, share that with people. And like a lot of people design clothes for the massive. I just design for me. Mm-hmm. I, I make shit that makes me happy. I put it out there and people gravitate to it. If they don't, if they do, they do. They don't, they don't. But I can't, I'm at a point where I can't make anything for anybody else no more. Like, I just design shit that makes me happy. And I'll be like, here, here, world. Here's, here's, here's a part of me, because that's what I do. That's, that's what Naughty is. It's basically my, it's picking out my brain, putting that shit on the table, on the slab, and serving it to you. Like, that's all it is. My, when you come into my apartment, like, that's why I need you to come to uh, Texas. Like, when you come in here, it's like you'll you'll see and you'll feel what everybody's talking about because it's I'm sharing I'm sharing I'm sharing part of me when you come in here. Like each room has a different color, has a different hue. Mm. It has a uh, for like just it represents the different emotions that I have, mm. the different feelings, and like every room is decorated except my bedroom. That's wild. Yeah. Every room is decorated. Because you, you would think your bedroom is the most intimate spot for you, and you don't want... I, don't I feel like you don't want none of no outside. <laughs> you just, like, just yeah. me. Yeah, but, like, that's the... That's the that's, and it, it's like that because it's like everybody gets to see... Everybody gets to see what's going on on the outside. And um, a lot of that, that's what that represents, like... Not a lot of people know what's really on the inside or what's going on with me unless I sharing that with you or I open up with you or, you know, I do an interview like this. Um, it's, it's, it's layers, man. It's layers. I think that's, that's part of it, but, like, that's what... I think when you, when you are a creative or an artist... Um, Musician, yeah. chef, it's a part, it's a form of expression. Like you really putting, you you doing different things. That's you just like this is what I feel like. Oh, well, I guess a chef won't be in because you do have recipes or whatever, but you yeah. can make your own shit up. Right. Um, but you are more than just that in a way. Like uh, the LeBron was, I'm more than just an athlete, or but, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you can, you can laugh at it. Like, oh, that's so cliche, but it's like no. Nah, yeah, I'm I'm really the best player in the world, and I'm an I'm a, I'm a black man, African American man nigga. that has done some pretty that amazing fucking so things. So much more than <laughs> just, just being an <laughs> NBA fucking player, and I be hating on niggas when they be hating on LeBron. I'm like, what other NBA player built a school? Did Michael Jordan build a school? I don't know. He probably got some schools named. Bro, that. fuck all of that, bro. <laughs> I've never heard Michael Jordan built a fucking. I heard this nigga. Put some fucking shoes out, but I've never heard Michael Jordan putting out a fucking school, bro. This nigga built a school, mm. all funded by him, bro. right? And, and then, like to to 
just be like in that box of okay for me it was like oh you an athlete that's all you do exactly. but it's like no nah, it took me to really be a part of the football team go to actually like go to class <laughs> and like have motherfuckers talk shit about different things yeah. and like being able to contribute and it's like oh okay I look at that person different like this motherfucker I, I hate putting people in the boxes like I was just talking about Toby Lou I was like and I was like oh he's a singer I was like wait a minute I don't want to put that nigga in that box like that I don't, like this dude could be so much more and um that's why I, that's how I like to treat people. I, I don't like to put pe- anybody in boxes, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like I don't want to be put in a box either. I just like to call myself a creator. Real, yeah, I'm just a creator. So, I usually in each interview, three things. Okay. You would tell somebody just started some shit out. Okay. And I'm gonna go get another beer so you can you can talk. Wait, oh wait, oh, I can I'm gonna get a beer so you can just say whatever you want to say. Whatever I want. Um, <laughs> all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, he could say whatever he wanted from the beginning. Okay, it's not like no censorship <laughs> type shit either. None of this shit was scripted. <laughs> good. But um, thanks for having me again. This is Fiji Lou, um, creative Ilnadi, um, also creative of Lou's Playhouse. Um. Um, team member of Platinum House and we have some things coming up for you so just um, stay rocking with us and uh, I appreciate being brought on on this podcast this is my second podcast this shit is like an amazing feeling I love getting out my comfort zone so thank you again for having me three things you tell Somebody just starting out something creative. Okay, uh, three things. Um, prepare to fail, because you will fail. Um, it's okay to fail, because we all fail. Nothing is ever planned. If you didn't fail, that means you're doing something wrong. Um, never give up, because if it's really your passion, nothing's going to stop you from, um, from um, giving up. And um, third, fucking um, third, be relax and take it in because you know it's gonna be it's gonna be some days. And trust me, I'm having one right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I had a conversation with a couple of friends, and man, I wouldn't give that shit up for the world. The last thing I ask each guest is, I have a Kanye West confidence level oh. meter. Oh my God! So you asking the wrong person for that? I want, I want, I want you to tell me where you are on that. From from college dropout to yay. Now it was from college dropout all the way, right to uh-huh. yay uh-huh. to where we are today. Okay. But everybody's been telling me, man, like college dropout. That's the most confident. That's well, wait, com- which one's the highest? What's college dropout is the highest. highest college dropout is the highest. Yes. I will say I'm late registration right now. I'm a good late registration. Um, um, because I have a, I have a good amount of confidence. Um, but as soon as I get some more money, I'll be college dropout. <laughs> I'm just put it like that. As soon as I get the, the funds to do what I really want to do, y'all niggas going to be like, y'all never should have gave these niggas money. <laughs> Man, I just want to create some shit for the city that I'm in so I can share with y'all the most 
crazy experience. Like, the shit that I do that people hit me up about is, like, minute to what we could be doing. Like, if I had the funds and, like, the the team to put together the shit that um, I really want to do, like, I, I would legit get thanked every time I walked outside. Like, that's, like, the whole thing. We are trying to create an experience for these people and um, bring these experience that you only get to see here in Chicago and here, like, and down in L.A. because it's not that type of market down there. And I won't say that people are not doing that because it's, it's different groups down there, too. Like, I'm, I will say this. Like, um, another good group that's down there that's doing their thing is... Um, um, down, it's a it's a Dallas thing. Um, they doing their thing. My homie, um, K Moore and their team, they doing some dope shit too. And I don't want to just keep on babbling, but it's some people doing. It's like there's people down there that's doing their thing. And um, but I'm just trying to bring all those people together and create something even bigger. That's my whole thing. Really? Collaborate. Well, togetherness. I appreciate you coming to be on the podcast, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> no problem. Could you do me a favor? Find so- I'm gonna find something in Japanese to put at the end of this, so you can uh, put that shit. And I want that to be my sound bit out of here. Right. <laughs> I want that to be my outro. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna be like, yo, Fiji Lou, and then right here it's gonna be the Japanese. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Appreciate the love. Don't forget to subscribe and review. Don't forget to also follow the man, Fiji Lou, on Instagram, F-I-J-I underscore L-O-U. Check out his page. Hit up his website. Pick up some clothes or something like that. Head down to Dallas. Go shopping in his store. Whatever you need to do to support the brother, man. Also, uh, I have a fundraiser coming up next week, guys. It is the Beyond Sports Junior Board Soul Cycle fundraising event. If you guys can get out there and you want to come and work out for a good cause, check out my Instagram page at it's Jordan Bruh underscore. Um, and, and I'll have it posted on the, on the site. Well, I have it posted on my page where you can go to the link, check it out, and uh, get tickets on Eventbrite. You guys can come out and cake it on June 8th, uh, 2019, man. Let me know what you think um, about the show. Don't forget to subscribe and review. I know I say that a lot. Follow the show on Twitter at it's your real pod underscore. And also on Instagram, same name, and just uh, support the show. Also, look us up on Facebook. It's a real podcast on Facebook. Appreciate it.